I'm Chris Peters, and welcome to the Consulting Psychic Podcast. This is a podcast designed for marketeers who seek a future in consulting, either as a main gig or as a side gig. I speak to marketeers who made a jump as a consultant full-time and to those that treat it as a side hustle. We'll dig into their stories about how they got their first clients, their inspiration, managing their time whilst they're still employed, and how they prepare to go alone. Now let's go. Nikki, welcome to the Consultant Psychic Podcast. Hello. Yeah, it's it's nice to finally get you on. I know we've spoken on a few times now, and I think our conversations have been very productive. We were just talking there a, a moment ago now about how your insight and directions really helped with some of the decisions that I've made recently. But before we get into lots of questions that I have, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, so my name is Nikki Clark. I am a marketer. I always joke, I'm a marketer, strategist, coach, and oftentimes uh, emotional support and therapist for financial (laughs) advisors. Okay, so looking at your financial advisor, so is that your side gig? Yes. Um, so I do have a full-time job and uh, take that very seriously. And then what I do on the side, always make sure that there's never a conflict of interest, uh, n- never want to do anything that's shady or unethical. Uh, and so that's super important to me. And then what I work on on the side is just all, all of all of those items. There's financial advisors have so many shiny things being dangled in front of them that sometimes, sometimes they really just need to talk it out. Uh, so sometimes they're like, "Hey, can you just take a look at this and let me know if this sounds okay?" Or another one is there was a financial advisor who did a seminar. I guess I don't know if you would say seminar, but a seminar to uh, a high school group and a couple of pictures were taken. They didn't, they didn't know. And they're like, Hey, can you turn this into an image for us? So just, you know, little, little things like that, or it can be as, as much as writing content, um, planning out their strategy, getting to figure out what their niche is. So it's, it's a jack of all trades. I read recently in an article that content director it was something else. Maybe it was like creative director or something like that is expanding to become all of these things. Like you, you got, you're the person that's like doing the little puppet <laughs> yeah. item and stuff. Um, because there's so many moving parts, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you could have a marketing director and they would handle everything. But now everything is so specific. Like, Big, huge marketing teams can have someone who is strictly, and this could be a full-time job, strictly in charge of Facebook ads. That's just like one little piece. And it's, it, there's, there's just so much to it where, once again, financial advisors or anyone, honestly, feel like I'm missing the boat because I'm not doing all of these things. And finding out what the advisor really needs to focus on their, their main priorities, their clients. Yep. Right. Uh, so what, what can we do with your resources and your time 
to, to move that needle because you're not going to be able to afford every single thing and you're not going to have time to do everything. So like, let's pick the top three. That's going to be the most impactful for your business right now. Okay. So, so taking a step back, so I want to, I want to get into that. You have a, a full-time role and you're now working on the side with financial consultants themselves, people within finance. Why have you chosen to work with people in finance as your side gig? Never thought that that would be it. I went to school. I wanted to be a fashion designer. I was going to create clothes and they were going to be on the runway. Uh, but <clears throat> life changed, you know, had a kid and realized you had those moments, as I'm sure you, you know, where you're like, what am I, what am I doing with my life? There's so much more and made some, some life changes. And I started working at a financial firm and just fell in love with it. Ever since I was a little, I can remember loving numbers. I would, I would play on a calculator that didn't even work and just push the buttons. Cause I, I loved it. And I would always like do math equations for fun. And so I started working out at a firm and was able to use my background in marketing and combine it with finance. And what drew me in was having come from the retail world where it's, it's, it's really cutthroat, um, especially high end, which is what I was in. Um, not to say that there isn't good people, there's good people everywhere, but it was, it was constantly go like, go, go, go ask for forgiveness later money, 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 right? Yeah. I come over to this finance space and everything just kind of slowed down and I didn't have to rush and race around. And the, the biggest priority from my experience working with advisors, the biggest priority is always their clients. They care so much about their clients and it just, it floored me because that's not what I was used to. I was used to upsell. And, and sell these additional, even if they don't need them, Nikki, you need to upsell. And, and you know, that, that was always hard for me. That's why I never did it. And I never worked on commission, but I was in charge of people who worked on commission and it was just hard. And coming to the financial space, the advisors I work with, um, how they care about their clients, their clients are family. They care so much about them. And to me, that was really amazing. It's people taking care of other people. And if I can be a part of that in some way, if I can help make the financial advisor's life easier so that they can take care of their clients, I mean, that's to me, that's so fulfilling and it's really exciting. And plus I get to learn. <laughs> it's like I get free information all the time about, you know, financial planning and wealth management and what the market's doing. And it's, it's, it's really exciting. I know that sounds silly, but it, I love numbers and I love marketing. <laughs> great. Look, you know, it's, it's great that you found your passion, both as a, a career and who you want to work with. You know, not everyone is so fortunate. So, so looking at how you hone in on your ICP. So financial advisors is pretty broad. Do you yeah. tactically keep that broad or do you try and hone in on, you know, people that specialize in mortgages or wealth management or you know uh, people who have a, a team or it's a solo entrepreneur like who is it you hone in and and has that evolved and changed yes evolved and changed considerably for a long time i thought i wanted to work with big firms 
And while I, I enjoy that because they have more resources, I really like the smaller teams and I'm saying like one to five because it seems to me that they're really in it. They're like, yes, let's do this. This is exciting. I want to be a part of this or help me guide me along. They're interested. They understand the importance. Not that big firms don't, but the, the more people you have in a firm, they're just constantly going doing a million different things where these smaller individuals, especially ones who are just getting started and need help. I, I really like that a lot. Also, like I said before, I never mix both businesses. Um, so I make sure that the, the advisors I'm serving, they're not only do they not work with the company that I work with, but that they wouldn't be a fit for that company either. Some people want just individualized coaching or, or whatnot. So that's really important. I have to say no to a lot. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the cut That's the cutoff. Cause we don't, we don't do that. That's, unethi- that's unethical. So they're, like I said, I like the smaller ones and I, I really like working with people who it seems to me, I, I was talking to a, to a good friend. It's like our ideal clients aren't the ones who own yachts. Not that I'm against yachts. I would love to be on one one day, but that's just not my ideal client. Only only because they're so far along in their journey. They, they don't, I'm not serving that. I'm serving the ones who are just getting started or are already in it. And they're like, I just need more help. It's, that just seems to be the ones I go for. Okay, so that, that that's evolved over time, and how you how do you reach out and find new advisors to work with? I guess the fact that you've honed in on your your offering now, it must be a pretty strong value proposition that you have, reinforced with case studies and work that you've done. So, so how how do you go and find new Mister or Mrs. Advisor? So I'm not actively doing doing that. It, the, word of mouth is a travels pretty fast in the in the financial space, and there's a really pretty tight community actually, which I love. Also, it's it's pretty cool. So I don't go out there looking for anyone whatsoever. I've got a full time job. I don't have time for that. But if someone does come along, I do you know I do my internet sleuth stuff yeah. and, and make sure that they're going to be a good fit. I'm not going to work with someone who could be served better by someone else. Like I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't serve them good or me good. If it's not a good fit, that's, that's wasted time and resources. And so a lot of times when people come to me, I, I, you know, do a discovery call. Hey, talk to me, what's going on? Where's your struggles? Where's your frustrations? And And let's see if we can, find either a good fit for you working with me or we'll see if we can find you a good fit somewhere else. I've actually referred a lot of people to the company I work for because they're just, they're not going to be a good fit for me. Uh, So I'm not actively prospecting that there's a lot of referrals that come my way. And the one thing that 
that makes them really click really well is that I don't know. Humor is a, is kind of like a big, big deal. It's, I think that the financial industry needs a good shakeup and finance can be really fun. Like it can be a lot of fun. We don't have to make it boring. I've actually have a contact now at the SEC because I was working on a big project a while ago and found out there's actually quite a lot of wiggle room within, you know, parameters that advisors and wealth firms can do and they haven't done it because, well, this is the way we've always done it. It's like, but it's 2023 now. We don't have to do it this way. And so I love being able to be the people like, yeah, yeah, let's let's try that. Let's go for it. Let's do something different. Um, I always joke, like, I seem to gravitate towards people who have dogs and kids. And the dogs and kids are always on the videos. They're in the background. Um, so it's, it seems to me that the clients that really mesh well are the ones who see the value in marketing and and look at everything, the world, glass half full. Let's jump in and, and go and do it. Uh, don't work too well with pessimists. It yeah. just doesn't, you know, um, I had someone the other day, not the other day, probably about a couple of months ago, who their their way of wanting to grow their business was not in line with how I agree with growing a business. And just told them, you know, hey, like this is, I'm not going to be a good fit. I think that you need to take care of your current clients right now. Like that should be your focus and have fun with it and not spam people and not fill their inbox every single day. So it's it's generally they have kids or a lot of animals. They're, they're pretty sarcastic and um, they, they're, I don't want to say that they're laid back because finance is not something to take lightly at all, but they're, they're just very like, let's learn, let's do this and let's serve my clients. Great. Well, I think that's the first time I've heard being sarcastic as part of someone's ICP. So that's, <laughs> that's great. Um I wonder if I could go a whole day without making a joke. And I really don't think that that's possible. <laughs> well, that's a, it's a good way to, to, to live your life. Okay. So, so shifting gears a little bit, I'm, I'm quite curious to see, like, because you alluded to it earlier, like how has your value proposition evolved since, you know, your first client to now? And what's informed that? Is it, you know, just you focus on work that you like doing is it that it's more impactful for the for the client you can charge more all of these different things like what's what's fed into that i started out like most people like yeah i'll do anything yeah yeah yes right and you know as well that that's not really good i mean you know you hear you need a niche and you need to be specific and stuff but when you're starting out you're like what do they know i'm going to do it myself so i was doing everything and realized when I would get certain projects, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I really can't. I, I can't stand this. And so I've weeded those out. I don't. Well, I never could, but I don't build websites to those people who can build websites. They're amazing and hats off to them. So I don't you know, so I've I've really come down like, hey, these are the things I don't do. You don't want me to do them. 
uh, I would not do them well. And so over time, I'm like, okay, what do I love? What do I look forward to every day doing? And we're going to hone in and just keep it at that. So, you know, it's, it's slowly, <laughs> I feel like as time goes on, it just slowly gets more and more laser focus and whatnot. Uh, the, the biggest thing is I love creating content and I love creating images and a picture is worth a thousand words. So if I can find a way to like, Hey, let's throw an image with, if I can create, if I could create images all day long, I'd be so happy. And then lately I've really gotten into a lot of research. I, I find that fascinating and interesting. Yes. We've got chat GPT out there. Woohoo. But at the end of the day, chat GPT is not where it needs to be. And I was on a webinar yesterday. I don't know if you know this, but let's say you ask chat, chat GPT something and it gives you the right answer. So the, the, the example yesterday was someone asked chat GPT, how many calories are in a Big Mac? And it came back with like 550, I think, which is the right answer. And the person said, actually there's 850 calories in a Big Mac and chat GBT came back and said, oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. There, my facts were wrong. I just did a fact check. There are. And so I, I guarantee you that, you know, next year it's not going to be making such big errors, but now that we have all this content coming at us, people are going to be like, okay, that's so much noise. I need someone I can, I can get to and, and like find out the truth because there's so much coming at them. And so what I've really gotten into lately, I never thought I'd say this is AI and research <laughs> just because, just because it's, it, we've got to, we've got to, like I said, clear out the, the junk and get to the, the truth and whatnot. I did a Google search the other day and came up with three different answers for, for one question. And so Google search isn't even accurate. And so then I had to really spend some time and I, I find that really interesting because a lot of times if I quote something as a fact on my social posts or in blogs, people either ask me, where's my source or they see it below. I will always have a source and I'll always have multiple sources to back that up. And so um, lately what I've noticed in the financial space is people really zoning in on, I need like actual facts. Like this is, this is great, but like, where, where's the backup for that? Chappy GBT isn't there. So, um, I've been doing, I know we kind of got off on a tangent, but <clears throat> it's been really interesting to me. I don't know how you feel about it, but great. AI can make all these beautiful pictures and they're gorgeous. I still want to see something that's painted by a person to me, that skill, a computer making it Okay. Wow. But a person doing that, that's talent and that skill. And I would rather pay attention to that. And that's the same thing with content. So where I came from, where I was doing a million and one other things, I was even working for companies who were outside of financial space. So I was like, Oh, I have background in re retail and I have background in dog training. I have background in, you know, um, all of this like holistic kind of stuff. Now it's like, it's 100% financial advisors. It's a probably about 90% small pop, mom and pop shops. Okay. And it's usually 
I am doing their research, I am writing their content, and I'm creating custom images. And that's where it's really honed down. Now, I'll do other things, but I, on my service list, there's nothing on there that I despise because it's not going to serve anyone well. That's great. And I, and I think it's great that you've gone on this journey and you found out who you love working for and what work you love doing. And that, that brings me on to my, my next question, which is, I guess, what's the, what's the ambition right now? Because you've you got a full-time role, you have this niche that you, you work on, you, you work on, you work with clients that you love on work that you love. It is the goal to continue to, to grow uh, so you can have more of that in your, in your life and you can have more clients such as this. Is it to go potentially full-time with these types of clients or do you like the diversity that you have in your, your career now? Like what, what's kind of the next stage over the next three, six, 12, 18 months? Well, ultimately, I, I, what I've learned from financial advisors is this is your goal. I want to make, I'm just going to throw a ridiculous number out there. So let's just go with it. I want to make $5 million a year. That's just the number though. Like what's the reason behind it, right? What's that reason behind it? So what I want to do is I want to be able for my family to not have to worry about putting food on the table, to not have to worry about when an emergency comes up, can we afford this? To not have to choose between food and getting healthcare. I want to travel more. There's so much in this world I haven't seen. And I'm like, oh, and I want my daughter to experience that. And so my my big why is how can I how can I get there and also do it in a way that's fulfilling? So I know people who are making a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money and are miserable. They're either divorced or are going through a divorce. Their children hate them, right? Their health is horrible. I don't want to be there. So my ultimate goal is if we're, we're being frank, well, I, I love when people say if we're being frank and they're like, my name's not Frank. And so I just told myself a little inside joke, but if we're being frank, I want to work for myself. That is my goal. That is where I'm headed. Excuse me. And, you know, that, and it's, and it's gearing up to, to get that way. And the reason why I like that is because of the freedom and flexibility. I can, if I need to take a day off, I can do that without having to make an, ex, not excuse, without having to justify, hey, like my daughter, like the other she came home with a possibility of lice yesterday. And I was like, I had to take a couple minutes out and like do that. Like, I don't want to have to, to worry about that. I'd like to be able to maybe, you know, travel, like I said, more. Um, and so we're, it's, it's gearing up that way. It's Nikki Clark marketing LLC. I've got my LLC. And the one thing that's super important to me is that when it reaches the point where my work suffers on, on one or both sides, one a decision is going to have to be made. Um, we're not there. We're getting there really fast. Um, that's a huge blessing. And so a decision is going to have to be made. It's a great problem to have. And I've thoroughly enjoyed the learning I've had through from my company that I work for. The learning has been incredible. I couldn't have taught, learned that in school. There's no way. Um, and they it's been a great way for me to just serve people better 
So we're, we're coming up on a on a pretty big pivotal moment. And it, it's like I said, it's coming a lot faster, but I'm excited for it. And my, I don't want to say dream because I got to make this happen, right? Yeah. So what if I say my plan, yeah, by 2025, I want to be able to see Greece. Like that is a huge, a huge deal to me. Like I want to see that the white structures on the hillside and like the blue water, but I don't want to just do it. I want my husband and my daughter to be there right alongside me while someone is watching our four dogs. Yes, we've got four at the house. Like I need to be able to do that. So there's always, there's always a reason why behind that, that money. That's just one of the biggest things I've learned, especially these last couple, six months, a couple of six months, that would be a year. <laughs> Something that I've learned really big time these last six months is there's always a why behind someone who says, I want to make this much, or I need to make this much well, let's strip it down and figure out that why, because that's going to help you a whole lot more. Interesting. And I think I see that a consistent, I see a consistent pattern with people that we speak to flexibility and autonomy. Yep. Consistent on this podcast. Uh, and FYI, Greece is beautiful. I was there. Thank uh, you. So I, okay. Just... <laughs> so with regards to a couple more questions, What's what's stopping you from expediating that? So it sounds like you've got an inbound funnel. What's preventing you from starting a, a sales engine? Uh, what's stopping you doing? What's stopping you doing your own marketing, outreach, paid advertising? What's stopping you just you know moving this forward quicker? Well, you put me on the spot. That's something I've been wrestling with myself. Fear. What if I fail? I'm part of, and you know, I'm part of a community called First Gen Entrepreneurs who every single one of them who are, you know, maybe five or 10 years ahead of me, who've already, who were in this position, all have gone through this. So it's comforting to know that I'm not alone in this, the imposter syndrome, like you're not, who are you, Nikki? You know, who are you to think that you could go do this when there's you know, everyone else is doing it. And, you know, it's, it's just that what if I fell part, luckily my husband is like, just do it. You know, he have, he's so supportive. My daughter too. She is my official PR person. She's telling everyone at school what I do and it's, it's adorable. Yeah. It's, and every, like I said, everyone I've talked to in this community has has said you're just gonna have to do it so that's that's the biggest thing i you just don't know what's going to happen and that's but one thing that i've i've seen a lot of the message is is that you don't know what's going to happen but you still have a lot more control than if you're trusting a business yeah um so thank you for calling me out and making me think again. <laughs> well, look, I'm returning the favor because you've done it to me a couple of weeks ago. Okay, well, look, I think everyone goes through this inflection point. <sighs> and, you know, like sometimes it, it takes 
it takes a conversation like this to maybe think actually well what, what is stopping me but but part of this is making sure that you're prepared to, to take that move so so thinking about that you you mentioned that group that I know we discussed but um talking about that group and that community and what what else are you doing to prepare for that eventual jump do you have a mentor is there you know if you can tell the listeners about the the group that you're part of is there anyone else that you're part of and do you have a close-knit network of other consultants yeah it's funny too the people who should be deemed my competitors are my biggest cheerleaders they they're like what are you waiting for like get out here and do it help us out because we're we're booked up and we have to be turning people away uh they're they've been the coolest people mentor mentor wise um I've got, I don't really think I have a, a mentor right now. I've had some in my life before, but I would say like that whole community has been my mentors and they have been, if I have a question, they are in, almost immediately have an answer or someone that can point that they can like point me in the right direction. And so I have all the tools and resources I need. Like I have them. They're here. Um, it's just, like you said, it's, I do have to get a couple of ducks in a row and make sure we're, we're in a good spot, but I have all the support I could ever need or want. You know, there's comfort and knowing every two weeks I'm getting a paycheck, you know, you know that. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, there's healthcare and there's my 401k and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of putting yourself out there when, once you don't have that, and then it's kind of on you. So, but I have yet, the reason why I surround myself with a certain, I can think of a certain core group of people right now off the top of my head who I go to them and I don't go to them because they're going to tell me what I want to hear. I go to them because they're going to be brutally honest and then work on finding an answer. And that's been really helpful. Maybe those are my mentors all in one wrapped up with a bow. No, absolutely. You know, it's an external soundboard who's going to tell you how it is, is uh, a good definition of, um, a mentor to me so I think what we'll do is we'll leave it there I have a funny feeling that we'll have you on in six months time and you're going to tell us about this journey of you taking the leap and being booked out from nine to five for the next kind of two or three months so let, let's have that as a, a potential goal of yours that you know you jot down that's back on Chris's podcast and telling your story to the listeners about how you've made this leap. So Nikki, thank you for, for coming on. And um, I'll put all of the details of yourself in the show notes and we'll speak soon. Thank you.